But you know what it is? I'll tell you what it was. It was... See, <laughs> I've forgotten again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Firstly, I've got to say, I hope your Christmas went well and happy new year to you all. Our first Righty's House of the year. What are we going to do? We've got to talk about the title race because it's kind of like, it's blown open. It's blown open. So we're going to talk about that. Potch to PSG, flowers. Give flowers to Eberechi Eze because he deserves them. A massive bunch. Talk about Arsenal's, Arsenal's renaissance. So happy they're back. And the best player in December, you know, because December kind of brought forward some really good players. So we're going to speak about that as well. So um, my guest today as well is the one and only Mr. Musa Kwanga. This episode is brought to you by Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Everything dogs do, they give their 100%. Feed them food to help them keep giving it their all with Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Nutro. Feed clean. Learn more at Nutro.com. Made with non-GMO ingredients. Trace amounts may be present due to potential cross-contact during manufacturing. This episode is brought to you by the Hyundai Santa Fe. For a capable SUV with intuitive tech and safety features designed for all your family's adventures, check out the new Hyundai Santa Fe. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Moose, I watched Liverpool last night um, and knowing that Manchester United, what they just need a point now to go top, right? But when I was watching it, there was, I was really excited um, about what was going on and not because I want Liverpool to lose. Of course I don't want Liverpool to lose because I like when a team is that when a team is that elite like they've been, obviously with the the injuries are now for me is is starting to tell because when the when the forwards are not when it's not happening for the forwards and you see what happened with Trent as well, mm. and then you haven't got the solid defensive base that you could say right we're not firing, but they're not conceding right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. you so you you kind of feel like okay the mentality the main thing is we don't lose, but then you get the quality of Ward Prowse and Danny Ings's movement. And then you think of Manchester United and how a couple of months back they lo- they were losing 6-1 to yes. Tottenham. You know, everybody's questioning Ole and questioning the team. I always thought that the team and the team that it, he's got, once they get their, men- their, their mental side of it right, they're going to cause teams problems. And I think they have, but I've gone a long way around it, but this is a title race, bro. It is, it is. But, and then it's important to remember how many teams are in the title race. Mm. So I think it's, in terms of squad depth, you look at Spurs, City are looking resurgent and frightening. Mm. United and Liverpool, I think it is, it is those four. Leicester, we can't, I don't think we Leicester, can ignore Leicester. No, we can't, we can't ignore Leicester, I'm not, but it's the squad mm. depth. That's my one thing. It's the yeah. squad, it's not about the quality because the individual quality of Leicester, Leicester are as good as anyone really when they're playing at their best. I do believe that. It's just the squad depth. And, in the time of COVID where you can have multiple players ruled out. I mean, the other day you mm-hmm. had like Lo Celso and Lamella testing positive for Spurs. Yes. Those are big players for them in terms of Massive. breaking games open. Those are match Massive. winners. So, you know, obviously no disrespect, like Leicester are in there, but it's just the squad depth. Mm. How can you absorb losing that many players in one go? 
Uh, but it's a real title race, yeah. And Ole, that, is that is credit to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He has to get credit because I doubted him. I did doubt him. I, 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 I give him huge credit. I, I, my, my question mark over him was always, Ian, the inconsistency. Mm. There was no question they could deliver outstanding performances and devastate teams. But then my whole question was, why is the mentality of this team lurching from game to the game? Mm -hmm. If you look at a turning mm. point, actually, he was criticised a lot for the nil-nil draws against Chelsea and uh, Man City. But you could argue that those solidified the team or just stopped the bleeding. They needed that. I remember that those results they needed. And it's like I'm saying with Liverpool now, I'm sure that they can feel, they can feel that something is not quite firing. You yes. can see them yesterday, seeing Trent, people going on at Trent, going on um, about Trent giving the ball away. But Trent, tr when Trent gives the ball, he's trying to create, he's trying to do something. He's trying yeah. to make something happen. It's like with, with Trent, people just, they cannot wait to try and bring him down. When we're talking about, we're still talking about arguably one of the best right backs in the world. Yes. Who's going for a period. Remember how old Trent is in a team yep. that's going to be like blasting all before them and teams are putting pressure on you. You know? You know what it is? It's because people haven't yet adjusted their thinking to the fact that where he plays is where the number, two, like he is basically now a kind of Rui Costa. Mm. When Rui Costa would lose the ball loads, in the final third, it was just what he did because he's trying to make something happen. And that's yeah. what you're doing as a, as a yeah. wide, as a fullback. Being a fullback is the least dangerous place you can lose possession because if you lose possession there and mess something up, the ball doesn't come straight back down the middle. So it's actually, you want someone to be inefficient out wide because that's the safest place to be inefficient. Yeah. And yeah. look, and here's the thing, every now and again, a team gets lucky against you. So you have Southampton, it's the mm. same with Atleti um, in the Champions League, the same with... Um, you know, in West Brom and Newcastle, if you sit deep and narrow, soon enough you get a bit of joy. Yeah. You could argue, yeah. actually, there's more, to be honest, if we're going to be really cynical, we could argue there are not enough game-breaking dribblers from the middle of the field. Because last night we had Oxlade, Thiago, um, and, sorry, the third midfield, I've lost my brain. Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum. And you, you need one more, play, you need like a kind of Curtis Jones to break the lines a bit in midfield. And they didn't quite get that, but then... I don't know. I don't know, Ian. I almost feel like they're Southampton and sometimes we give too much, uh, we're like, oh my goodness, like, it's a bad result. Well, it's Southampton. They've been really good all year. Come on, man. Yeah. And he's, they've and got to get love, bro. Yeah. They you have know, to see, get love. See, They had to, because the thing is, is that I still don't understand, Moose, how people cannot, like people talking about how Ralph reacted yesterday and it it's made beautiful, me- Beautiful, beautiful. Honestly, Moose, it touched me deep because this is what football does. It brings that kind of yeah. Emotion to the, right to the fore, right? You see him there and they're beating them. They're beating Liverpool. They beat Liverpool. He, he, he cries emotionally, you know what I mean? It takes him, it, it just come, totally engulfs him, which people have got to understand. I think that people would have rather have seen him cry when they lost 9-0. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's, the, that's what, that's the kind, that's what people are like out there at the moment. But what you've got to understand with the journey from the 9-0 to him crying yesterday because they've beaten the champions. And we're talking about proper champions, a proper football team. Yes, they're missing a couple of players, but their mentality is still elite. And he's got his team, his Southampton team, to a level where they can not only compete with that team, but they can beat them. And yeah. we don't know what he's been through from that point. Because I'm, I'm sure he, did he hand, did he, Tried to re resign when they lost 9-0. I'm sure he did. Yeah, so apparently he did offer, he, he did offer to, um, to leave, but I mm. think the board were like, your work is still not done. And Carl pointed mm. out again yesterday on Twitter that 
Uh, shout out to Carl Anker, who was mm. the Southampton, the genius now playing his trade for Manchester United Athletic. Um, Carl <laughs> pointed out they did their badges together. And that's the first time Arsenal ever beat Klopp. Wow. But there's, there's something else going on as well, I think, which is that this game yesterday, I compared it um, to when Chelsea beat Barca 1-0 in the Champions League first leg in 2012. Mm-hmm where Drogba scored and that goal was like choreographed. You know, it's like they knew that the exact weakness, the exact weakness for um, Barca was mm. the gap behind Dani Alves and they exploited it with Lampard's crossfield yeah. pass. Yeah. And the same thing here last night, the parallel with the goal by Ings, that goal is like, you can tell Hasenhutl was like, there is a it's channel, insane. there's a corridor of weakness around. So if you float the ball over there, because notice how Ings, how many times they practice that move? They must have practiced mm. like 20, 30 times in training. I think the goal was choreographed and then the mm. defensive action was choreographed, even the pressing, like, even where they pressed Liverpool on mm. the pitch, where they allowed them to have possession in the areas that were dangerous. So I think when he cried at the end, it wasn't just the journey he's been on. Mm. It was also this specific match of, I've actually outthought him. Oh, it was brilliant. because I've like, outthought him, yeah. The free kick, like you can say, there's a lot that's gone into it, right? There's yes. so much that's gone into it. And what people have to understand is that you can work on a free kick and then remember, especially it's live on the telly, people will see it. Mm. So if it's going to work, it has to work in that moment, right? Yes. So you can see where they load. When you looked at the, the amount of players that Liverpool had there, Southampton only had... Five. F- yeah, I think it was five, against five. Seven against five. Seven against yeah. five. There was such an overload, even in the middle there, you could see how, um, how uneasy and how nervous Henderson was in the middle trying to... Like Jamie Carragher made a great point of it, trying to bring Wijnaldum closer to him because he wanted to feel more yes. secure. But the point I want to make, Musa, is that the caliber and the skill in which Ward Prowse puts that ball into that space. And listen, people say, well, Trent Alexander should clear it. He, he was so surprised and shocked. To be that precise is when I watch the game now, because I, I watch the game and it's always with a critical eye, simply because of course, yeah. you always look, you always have to analyse it. But I'm so pleased that I could still see that, the beauty in that particular move. He signalled to the back, Liverpool thinking, oh, he's going to go to the back. Danny Ings, which when you look at it now, it looks very obvious that, mm, why yeah. are they going to the back when our main goal scorer is like looking very ominous at the front here? But for him to be able to put a ball in that accurately from where he was and put it in straight where it doesn't run through to the keeper, doesn't get cut out. It is elite. It is elite skill. And obviously he practices a lot because oh like I goodness, say, yeah. Musa, when you practice those in training, you say, well, we practice it and you continuously do it. They've done that so many times. They needed it to work because now we know that they've got that. So when can they use that again? People will be ready for it. So it had to work. Like Zanetti's one. Remember Zanetti's goal in the oh, uh, World well, Cup? Went, oh, the one against England, not on the, the one edge of the, on the, edge of the wall. Yeah. On the he edge drove of the wall. it. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. Same it thing, brilliant. same same choreography, and you can only really do it once, to be honest. Because now I was going to be looking for that floated ball. Yeah, the keeper will just come out and catch it next time. But you know something? It's um, what I want is I want people to understand with this title race that it's what we need. Yes, I think it's what we need in this time, especially for the neutral, because. We can't take anything away from our magnificent Liverpool were after our magnificent Manchester City were previously. And Liverpool have gone to, taken it to another level in the way they blasted everybody. And then you're looking at Leicester. And like you say, the depth might be a problem from, you're looking at Tottenham with Mourinho. Yeah. Manchester United. 
And then you think, it is, yeah. honestly, you're, you're looking at it and you think to yourself, God, this, this is very exciting. People talking about Liverpool last year. Oh, there's so many, so many VAR decisions, this and that. It happens for everybody, man. It feels like 99 again. It feels like 1999 again. When you had like, you know, you had like Leeds, you had all it. those teams. Yes. Yeah. They're, doing, they're doing that thing where we're, we're, we're never going to give up. Right. If Man United slip, and you know what people are always doing to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, where I have to give him credit, even I've I done it as well, because he kept harping on about the history and continuously going back to the history. But now you look, Fletcher's even gone back now. It's yeah. With Man United, whatever people say, and this is why they have to get so much respect, and that's why when it doesn't quite happen for them, the world comes down on them, yeah. is because they can, they can draw on that history and what that history enables them to do because that's what I'm seeing now. Mm, that's I'm very seeing, true. I'm yeah. Honestly, Moose, I'm seeing now a dressing room that are drawing on it and it's starting to happen. Now what I want to see from United to really enhance this, um, this challenge, especially with City, how great they were against Chelsea, is if now Man United do get in front and are top, we, you know that once that, when that used to happen, Moose, it's over. Yeah, Man United yeah. at Christmas in January, being at the top, in and it's over. This the problem is, is the, pro- the problem is they're still princes, not kings, right? Mm. A lot of them haven't won things yet, and uh, the good thing is having someone like Pogba that's won things. I wonder how important that becomes. Yeah, but um, then you look at Fernand- Fernandez yeah. in there. Looks to me like he's somebody yeah. that I know that Roy Keane was a different kind of motivator, but I get the impression that Fernandez. Yeah, um, and I don't want to blast on too much about United because pe- I know people get the ump with stuff like that, but. He looks like he will not let his, put anyone next to him, in front of him, behind him. He's an unbelievable leader. I, I say yeah. this a lot, but yeah. he plays as if he's playing downhill. Like he just, every, every time he gets the ball, it's like, I'm going to hammer this through a gap. There's a moment when Thiago was playing, yeah. um, uh, I think it was start of the second half against uh, Southampton. And like, you know, the way that Thiago hammers the ball into feet. Yes, yes. You know, he doesn't care. He rips it at you. And I'm like, I love because that. Because he expects urgency. you to be able to control it. And it's right. easier and, to yeah. control Moose. But that urgency to... as well. I think that urgency, and no, just to, just to say that, the urgency that Thiago had in those first few minutes after half time, mm. that's what Fernandez has been bringing all season for all United. Season, yeah. And you now see the cumulative effect because now everyone's like, you know that whole United thing is a chant in the crowd. Attack, attack, attack. Yes. Attack. That's, his, that's his energy. While we're on the kind of Southampton tack, it feels mm. like Southampton quite big in the news recently, not just because of Harzental, because of one of their great old boys, uh, Pochettino. Oh my gosh. And I feel like we have to talk about that. We have to talk about PSG and Poch. Yeah, because that's scary. It's, um, you know what? I was, I was reading some stuff and obviously he was there, he went there and he was there for two years, Moose. And what was interesting about that was he was there for two years, but he was made captain. Right. He was made captain. So that says to me, there's obviously a captain in place when he got there. Obviously, when he got there, the way he carried himself, the way he trained, the way he prepared, the way he played, elevated him in such a short time to be captain. So there, we're talking about leader. We're talking about organization. We're talking about somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. Because for you to get the captaincy in such a short space of time, says a lot in a dressing room. Says a right. lot in a dressing room. Because it means that you get, it means that, well, you look at, you know, Bruno Fernandes, he's, he went into United and people are talking about that guy. He could probably he get the captain. He, he, yeah. he, 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 is, he effectively is in terms of the leader. And this is why Pochettino at PSG frightens me because if everyone had the ability to draw together disparate elements of a dressing room, old, young, experienced, yeah. inexperienced, 
he's that guy. And I saw a little bit of talk about whether he'd be able to handle Neymar's ego. And I was just like, hang on a minute. First of all, Neymar, for all his off-field baggage, has mm. always been an exceptionally hardworking player. Yeah. Exceptionally. And I think people forget this. And I feel like I have to go on a bit slight rant about this. And it's, you know, not that I should be defending a, you know, multimillionaire who'll never know that I exist. But at the same time, it's like, as a footballer, as a professional, the effort that Neymar puts in, and from the back in the Santos days, mm-hmm. the way that same, you know, Neymar is hardworking, he's resilient, and he's extremely brave. And I bet that Poch can't wait to work with him. I wonder if Deli Ali is already looking at his inbox for... You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that to happen for him. If I'm no, I think Poch, Poch, you know, it's a strange time. The Champions League is such a kind of um, strange tournament. It, it requires a bit of luck, but he gives them a very, very good chance. Mm-hmm. Of taking can, that can he knit them together? Do you think? Because that's what of course. To get them together. Do you think? Like you mentioned, Delhi there, yeah. And you think Delhi played because you look at it at the moment, and it's it's Di Maria who's trying to feed Mbappe, yes. yes, and 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 Neymar. And if he doesn't happen, then he's just hoping Tuchel that they do something amazing. Whereas Poch will get them as a team. He'll sort the midfield out. He'll work. sort the midfield and, out, and they'll work like you mentioned. They'll work. They'll buy in yes. in respects of what is going to happen because you look at them and yes, it's individuals and unbelievable individuals, but if Poch can get them to work as a team yes, and they're working hard and winning the ball back and doing their stuff. And then let's say, for instance, you can pop Deli Ali in there and you still got Di Maria. That, that starts to look a little bit kind of it's like frightening. It's frightening. Frightening. That's dangerous. That yeah, can be dangerous. dangerous. A Deli Ali with a point to prove. I mean, Deli Ali in Paris. In, oh in God. Paris. We haven't it thought about that. It sounds like a film. It sounds like a film. He's going to be hanging out with Mbappe and Neymar in Paris. In Paris, God. In Paris. That's amazing. Listen, that's a thing. That's a vibe. You imagine the videos that man's going to be yeah. asked. They're going to be coming this music video, yeah. coming that. He's going to love it. He'll be a, he'll be a prince of Paris. You see, with, with Pochettino, because I was saying with the, it's a massive job. Yeah. And we've seen it. Unai Emery couldn't do it. Tuchel couldn't do it. Don't know if that's because of the players, whatever it is, but you get the impression that what Pochettino done at Tottenham, I totally admire Pochettino. I love him. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic coach. What he got that Tottenham team to achieve in that time was on almost, it was miraculous. Yeah. It was miraculous. And when you consider what he left for in the end, because they didn't really support him as much as he wanted them to, to go to the next level, it seems pretty sad from their point of view. But when you look at PSG only signing him for 18 months, I'm wondering if that's his choice or their choice. Are they not sure? Is he not sure? Why have they only signed? Works, I think it works for both of them, actually. Because he has so many pieces there that he can make work. I think he's such a great coach that they'll start seeing impact very, very different, very, very quickly. So. Look, this is, you know, I think PSG is similar to Chelsea in the way that I always felt with PSG and Chelsea, they're, they're clubs where players have a direct line to the owners. Yes. Which is so what's going to happen? Yeah. Well. Yeah. You see it in the NBA a bit more where, you know, you look at the basketball players in the NBA, they've got more power. They can talk to the owner directly. PSG and Chelsea in that sense are very, almost like sort of basketball franchises. You can go straight He's, above. You mm-hmm. can, but here's the thing. I reckon that what's going to happen in the first couple of months is those big players are going to go to the owners and start raving about Poch's training. I hope so, because like when you look at the power that Messi has at Barcelona and we saw that Neymar left Barcelona, which I thought that he was the next in line to 
to now take over, especially when you watched him in that Paris Saint-Germain game when they came back. Yes. And, won like the, and he took, he took over. Yeah. He took over. He was the one he led on that day. Unreal. And I think that him, what do you think him watching Messi and how Messi's obviously like wields power at Barcelona, he wanted the same thing at I think so. Yeah, I think, he, I, think he, I think he did want it. Because I think that those managers, not, they weren't strong enough. They weren't strong because I think that what, what you see with Messi and what you saw with Messi under Pep especially is, yes, you've got the power, but I'm, I'm powerful as well. I'm powerful. Not, you haven't got all power. I think right. if, 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 Poch can, if Poch can deal with him like that, then he can see, yeah, I could do this like Messi done it. I still respect my manager immensely, but yeah, I've got power. Because I think players of that calibre Need, need to also, know that they're the Poch leaders is, and they need afraid. that power. Poch no. isn't afraid of, like, there's a great segment about Ronaldinho and Deli Alli and it's talking about charisma and how charisma is a key part. I think that Pochino will actually go to Neymar and be like, that'll be one of the first conversations he has, Neymar mm. and Mbappe, and be like, I love the fact that you want to own this place. I love it. I said, take it. Like, you want to take Let's it? Let's do it together. Let's take it together. To, I said, look, they, they're laughing at us. We haven't won enough. You mm. came from Barca, you came here. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at yeah. me. That semi-final said, you take all of that. Remember how it felt when you watch people running and celebrating with that trophy. That's your trophy, the Champions League. Go and get it. Because it's, it's like, like, yeah, yeah. Moose, if that, when you look at the team and what they're capable of, how good that team can be, who wouldn't, want, who wouldn't want to join them right now? Exactly. You mentioned exactly. it there. Them, them guys in Paris, it's going to be- gap. Also, if you're a midfielder, if you're a young, brilliant playmaker, you're looking at the PSG midfield going, they need someone that breaks the field open. They need like an Ndombele. They need someone that will carry the ball through. Mm. They've got like, they've got a couple of missing pieces there, maybe in defense, maybe I could do a job in there. That is extremely exciting. And then you've got someone like Kayla Navas with a Champions League experience. Yes. You've got yes. like, yes. you have all the pieces. PSG, mm. all they were missing is, is the right a, coach. The right it's coach, right. A little, and then a couple of bits of good recruitment and they're flying. It's scary. Mm. It's scary. And people go, oh, Poch oh. hasn't won this. No, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine at PSG. I hope he's going to be fine. I, saw, mm. I, met him, I met him a couple of months back at Arsenal and mm. he, looked, he looked refreshed and ready to go. Like right. I said, the only thing I was worried about was the 18 months. But I think that when you're dealing with that club, that caliber of player, what they've got, and the manager has been out for a little bit and he's got to come in and obviously let the owners see, no, 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 I could deal with this. I could deal with this dressing room. Um, I think that um, it. I I feel he's going to be a success yes. because he's 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 got that. But and and I, I I again I draw on the the only thing I could look at Moose is the fact that he was um, he was captain and he was only there for two years. It's it's. I don't think people understand how big that is it, for you to go in and make that impression that quickly to be mm. accepted by everybody as the captain, but you were only there for two years. Says a lot about it for me. This episode is brought to you by the Hyundai Santa Fe. Around the bend, across the pond, off the beaten path, there's a lot of ways to say you're going places, but only one SUV that helps you get there as a family. The newly redesigned Hyundai Santa Fe. It's the SUV made for getting out there and doing more together. Take the scenic route with available H-Track all-wheel drive and a suite of intuitive safety features for more peace of mind. Plus, you'll stay comfortable wherever you're headed with the Santa Fe's available premium Napa leather seating, generous room for five, and sophisticated interior styling. Learn more about the Santa Fe by going to HyundaiUSA.com. 
you know what, Moose? I was so excited about the flowers and knowing that um that you were going to be on. Unfortunately, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan couldn't make it. He's he's, yeah. he's he's come down with the dreaded taunts. Oh man! I, I would love Ryan to have been here with you to speak about Eberichi Ezi, man. My goodness! You know, you hear fans because like the the club's not actually doing anything. They're always they're in a, they're in a bad place. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, QPR, the way they run and the manager's not right. This is happening now. They're down the bottom of the table, in the middle, whatever it is. But all through that period of time, all you can hear from the QPR players was, we have got a player that should not be here. He wow. should be in the Premier League. Wow. Should be in the Premier League. And I've got to say, with Eberechi Eze, I watched him and, and, and I got the video again the other day of his, um, he played against Hull last season. Yeah up there and it was literally Musa it was it was one of those games remember I was talking about watching a game with a critical eye but you just watching it and just, he literally was taking my breath away with what he was doing wow he was taking my breath away with what he was doing and uh, you know it was one of those situations where you know he's, he's touched the, his body the way his body moved to receive the ball the way he flicked the ball off the way he passed it and moved was you're just thinking he, sh- he shouldn't I get it he shouldn't be in this league he, He's too good for this league. So when I'm hearing um, Roy Hodgson, and I know Roy Hodgson, he kind of was the fall guy. I don't care what anyone says in respect to the 7-0 and then the 3-0. Roy Hodgson's gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's batten down the hatches, man. Take out the creativity. Let's batten it down again. Go back to what we've done before. Let's get the two banks of four and hope that Wilfred Zaha can go forward and and nick something and we'll just defend. Instead of saying, you know what? Liverpool were magnificent on the day. And, and and against Villa, it was out, it was us. It was us that didn't turn. We didn't turn up. Villa, right. you can't do that against Villa because Villa showed what you. If you don't turn up against them, they yeah. showed what you, what can happen to Liverpool. So you go there as Palace and don't turn up, you're going to be in trouble. But you'll get a taste. You're going to get a taste. And so now, this is what I said the other day, Moose on Match of the Day. I said they've got to give him the keys. Yes, <laughs> they've got to give him the keys. Yeah, I said it on yeah. Match of the Day. They've got to give him the keys because what's happening is. Moose is that with Wilfred Zaha um, and the way that Wilf takes players away. Yes. Because the goal what he scored, which was it was just a beautiful thing to watch. If you put if you put classical music to it, it would it would look poetry in motion, the way he yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know that? You know that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What what's happened to Wilf is that everybody knows Wilf. So Wilf probably gets taken down early on in that move. For sure. But everybody's still like, who is this guy? What's going on with this? Right, no respect. Before you know, he's gone. No respect. There's no respect. He's got, swag, he's got a swagger and confidence that is absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, but also you see him like, you see him advancing through the middle of the pitch. You're like, oh, how interesting. Single coverage. <laughs> I wonder, how's, how's that working for How's that working for you? Oh, how interesting. I, I, you see his face. It's like, they only said one of you? Really? It's <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh, okay. I love that, Moose. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, you know, oh. the thing is, you say that, Moose, but when you watch how he was gliding through, you can almost see his mind saying, oh, okay, Ooh. single coverage. Oh, I'll take I'm that. I'm unsupervised. How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, Moose, is, is, is that he's, so he does all that. Yes. And then he gets to the edge of the box and you can see the defenders no, just, that. Uh, and that is what we're talking about. You know, when we talk about going to the next level. Yes. Right. Um, like we've seen it with his free kicks. We've seen it. I know it was against West Brom and people say, yeah, but it's against Sheffield United. And this is why Roy saying about the physicality. Mm, yes. I didn't want it because of the physical nature of this game. 
was a little bit disrespectful to him because we're talking about somebody who knows that the way he plays, it's almost Jack Grealish-like. They're attracting the physical side of people kicking you. He t- knows t- about it. I mean, it looked like peak Tony Kroos, to be honest. Honestly, honestly. Peak Tony Kroos. Do you know what? Because, yeah, oh, not physical. Well, you don't need to be physical. They can't kick you. How do you tackle smoke? Exactly. Really? How do you fog. tackle smoke? The way, it's like tackling fog. This man advanced the top of the area and the decision he made yeah. is like, I'm going to side foot. This is why I can make the Kroos comparison. That is a Tony Kroos finish. I'll just side foot that from distance. From the same distant- we saw, we saw Bertrand Traore do it because what he saw, he saw the goalkeeper was unbalanced. Because he was floating, see so his direction. Yes, he floated left. Yes, he floated right. The goalkeeper was like, "I don't know where this is going. I don't know which corner he's going to go for." Okay, I'll go for that corner. Yeah, but Musa, again, you, you say about the the floating, and but it's it, what it what it comes down to again is the decision. How quickly, right? It's all that's, calculated that's in your head. Yeah. Because remember, talk about somebody's just run seventy yards, nearly. Yeah, unbelievable. Gets to the gets to, to the edge of the box, and we're not talking about battering it in, but he's worked out. Hang on a minute. All the time he's running through, every, everything's happening. And then gets to the edge of the box and it's just like, bam, let me just side foot that in the corner. That there's needed a, fans there. There's a goal I can never find on social media or YouTube or anywhere. It's Paul Gascoigne is on tour in China and he scores a goal from the top of the box with the outside of his right foot. It's unbelievable. He, I think he either just enters the area or he's just outside and he's on the run and he hits it outside of his right foot and it goes to the bottom right hand corner and the ball doesn't go that quick. And no one's mm. expecting to strike it from that distance. And it's unreal. And it was the same thing with Eze. And it's like, I look at him and I think to myself, I think that actually that's a player that if he was somewhere like, like Real Sociedad yeah. or something, everyone would just be going, even now, like obviously now his goal has built hype. But I think that his hype would have begun even sooner if he was someone like Sociedad because the way that he plays... Almost like, it's not that English football doesn't appreciate playmakers. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's always this kind of like six month period where everyone's like, is this really happening? Is someone really, is someone doing that in, in this league? Honestly. Where this league invites so much pressure mm. and physicality. Like it's almost the first six months, it's almost like disbelief that a player can just be walking through territory. Musa, you know, highly contested territory. Musa, Musa it's, it's, it's like, um, it's really strange because when he picked the ball up, it's right. like the, the, everything else went to his, his pace of the whole, the whole yeah. game was now at, at his pace. Because yeah, you're, you're thinking right. he's got to go really quick and get the ball. Oh, I've got to get past. He just got the ball and it was like, right, bam. It, I've got the ball now. And there was no it flash. Was each calm. stage was a new decision. Each stage yeah. was a new decision. It's like, yeah. beat the first man, look up, assess. Ah, and the reason why the goal was amazing and the reason why I love it and I, people hate me I draw these comparisons, but I talk a lot about Iniesta and you look at Iniesta when he runs the assist against PSG in the Champions mm. League. Mm. When he gets the ball and he turns, I think, Verratti and then he's off and he just keeps deciding. He's like, okay, stage one, beat Verratti, mm. look up, okay. And then the mm. final option is to play it to Neymar. But at mm. each stage, he's like, the most lo- he makes the most logical available choice. You know what it's like? It's like, you know the Sherlock Holmes film when, um, when Robert Downey Jr., before <laughs> he does... Before he does the punch to the neck, to this one, to that, to that. We he see it all, all worked out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, then it all happens. But when, when he picked the ball up, it really did look like, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop him. He wasn't even, it didn't even look like he was going quickly. And the, the worry I have for him mm. is like I say, you've got Wilfred Zaha taking players away. People are going to have to start 
putting people in and around him. And that is when we're going to really see what he's capable of. The scary thing with him is he's got the passing as well. He has oh, the God, touch. And he one touch like, outside of the foot stuff. He that. has all of it. I think Eze, like, he almost wants that. God. Players, like, there's, you know, like in, in a English football, when you're training, it's like, man on, man on. And like, mm. you look at the Spanish football at the time with, with Xavi and, and Iniesta, like, I want the man on. Because if I have a man on, in fact, I want two or three men, because if I get three men, I can spring the trap. Because then, like, look how much joy Pedro got at Barca yes, when Pedro yes. drew, Iniesta drew so much contact mm. that Pedro was just running. So Pedro, 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 the second I get the ball, three men are going to crowd me and they're going to create space on the flank. You're gone. And how many goals did Pedro score from that? Dynamic. Yes. And Eze wants, he wants possession. He wants people to hound him because he's got the touch to do it. He's got the touch. And you know, the thing is, is that what Palace have got to do now, because I was speaking about it with someone the other day and I said, you know what? Wilf is worth whatever Palace believe he's worth to them. Because yes. I've said it many times, Wilf not being at Palace and Wilf left three, four years ago, Palace would not be in the Premier League. He just yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. And so <clears throat> he's gone to a stage where what he's worth to Palace, Palace can ask whatever they want, but it's what people will pay for Wilf. Because remember, they're trying to put Wilf, Wilf Zaha into their system. And what does that bring to them? Are they willing to pay 70 million, 75? Probably I was, I would have mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago, without a shadow of a doubt. No danger, I would have done that. But now I think it's got to a stage now. I think he's come to 28 now. Now you've brought in people like Eze, who's... Yes. He's, he's literally activated Benteke. We saw it best in the West Brom game. And people say, yeah, but West Brom are rubbish. Okay, that's fine. But what I saw from Benteke is a player that is almost now working. He's working now because yeah. you've got Eze can play into him, play off of him. And then he's got Zaha running off of him. He can lay it back into Eze. Things are happening now. It's like with Lacazette, same thing. Lacazette's been activated exactly by Smith Rowe. Yeah. Absolutely right. And we'll, we, we'll, we'll get onto that. But that's what Palace need. Mm. They need to say, Wilf, we want you to stay for life. Just stay, Wilf. Yeah, we're going to bring people like Eze and we're going to bring other players in and we're going to, you know, they've got to get the age of that. He's their Grealish. He's their Grealish, basically. Absolutely, they're Uh Grealish. And then you've got Wilf up there doing his bit. You've got Eze in there doing his bit. You need a couple of decent defenders. I think Mitchell as a left back is probably going to be playing for Palace for for many years at left back until maybe somebody nicks him off of them as well. But there is an excitement about Palace because of Eze and what Palace may be able to do now, which helps Wilfred Zaha and take the pressure off of Wilfred Zaha for the Palace to really say, right, let's it's kick, beautiful. let's do it. Is. And with, with Eze as well, do you know, one thing I think as well, I think with Eze, there'll be a couple of bids coming in from clubs over the next 18 months from overseas that we won't hear about, but there'll be yeah, some really, see some, some see big that. clubs will be like, they're already seeing Yeah, but what about his style, Moose? Because I, when you look at him and the way, you see, when you look at how he was rejected and that, when he was younger, how he didn't, he didn't, you look at him and you think to yourself, the way he plays, can you imagine him when he was like from 10 to 15, how he played football? People yeah. say, no, nah, it's no chance. No. Nah. It's like he's wearing a silk dressing gown. Exactly. It's like a silk dressing gown. My man's just there. jacket. Floating. Yeah, smoking jacket. Oh, really? Oh, ah. Yes. You're wearing boots. I'm wearing slippers. Like he, Can you imagine what people would have thought of him? I look at him. Yeah, he's, 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 you know what I mean? You know, the, the way he's playing and that. Instead of saying, whoa. Do you know what's sad about it, actually? And this is going to make me a bit sad as an Arsenal, um, obviously as a former Arsenal player, as an Arsenal fan. Mm. Do you know how Jack Wilshere could beat players oh. sitting deep or on the dribble? You know, and I, I always tell Ryan about this, the time when Arsenal beat Chelsea 3-1 and Wilshire just sat like 10 yards deeper than, than usual and just opened up the entire team. Yeah. 
yeah. just stood like, you know, half, you know, the, the half turn, stood on the half turn, yeah, looked at the entire it. pitch and just carved the thing open. It was like him carved against it. Barcelona. I think yeah. that would probably be his finest hour. You know, he yeah. was playing against Xavi and Iniesta and he looked very comfortable playing Extremely against Extremely comfortable. Extremely and it was like, again, that, you know, just quickly on, on Jack is, as that's going to be a sad story. You look at him now, no club. He's training with Bournemouth. And I remember um, when Jack blasted onto the scene and the way he played. And unfortunately for him, when he did get the injuries with the ankle, he was somebody, like you say, he got it and he, he could move his shoulder and he just goes, he went past people. And when he was getting to that stage where the injuries kind of took a little bit of his toll on him, he was still trying to do it. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't actually, like how you see a striker has to kind of like, you have to rejig your game. Yeah. So you're right. You're like, I can't do that no more. So I'm going to have to maybe first touch, first touch to get the space. Um, it's got to be right. If they're coming, I've got to pop it off straight. That yeah. kind of stuff. I don't think that, I don't think that he'd done that enough because then, he was still getting himself engaged in getting tackled and getting more and more injuries. This episode is brought to you by Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Tail wags that could clear a coffee table. Getting a whiff of a new friend's behind. Chasing squirrels, even in their sleep. Everything dogs do, they do with everything they have. Neutro Clean Recipes gives them the energy they need to keep living their best life with recipes that help them give it their all. Made with non-GMO ingredients, except the trace amounts that may come in contact during manufacturing, Neutro Natural Choice makes it easy to feed your dog well. With no artificial flavors or preservatives and recipes that would make any dog drool, you'll both be doing a happy dance when you fill up their bowl. Neutro. Feed clean. Learn more at Neutro.com. Trace amounts may be present due to potential cross-contact during manufacturing. This episode is brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. If you vape, you could be inhaling toxic metals into your lungs. To make you feel how scary that is, we could have gone to town with some real scary music. Thrown in some zombie sound effects or some blood-curdling screaming and over-the-top shrieking. You get the point. But nothing is as scary as the facts. Vaping can deliver toxic metals like nickel and lead in your lungs. That's metal. In your lungs. Read up about the dangers of vaping on therealcost.gov. We've got to talk Arsenal. Yeah, that's Because good. I think my year finished very well, simply because okay. Arsenal finished well. Yes. Some people, and, and, and the thing is, is that at, when it's your team, and yeah. it is my team, they, they, it has an effect on you. Of course. It has an effect. Yeah. You know, we're talking about t- two weeks ago, people talking about Arsenal in a relegation fight. And I was starting to build my narrative on, listen, yeah, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna need to dig in. We're going to need to do something. This something's going to have to happen. We're going to have to find it in that dressing room. The attitude's going to have to change. Something's going to have to shift. And at, there's a particular time where you looked at it and which game, it might be in the Burnley game, where I was thinking, we're in fucking trouble, man. We're in trouble here. We, 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 we're not, we, we, can't, we can't break teams down. And the teams are looking at us and knowing right. they're there for the taking. Yep, yep. It's horrible to see. They're there for the takes. Like when Manchester City saw after 15 minutes, Chelsea are here for the taking and they took us. But to see him, the manager, who has to get a lot of credit because he was under a lot of pressure. He seemed to deal with it very well. 
change it. He brought them in. He brought Martinelli in. He brought Emil Smith Rowe in. Yes. Saka's doing his stuff. Tierney has not stopped doing what he's done. You can see it's re-energized people like Saka. Saka you know, and Arteta Laka. gave himself the keys. Arteta gave, gave himself the keys. He's, he done it. Now, if we're but going, Musa, what you yeah, said yeah. quickly, I'm going to, just to say, course, you yeah, said yeah. it. Please, please. When you've got players that you pay a lot of money for, yeah. you do feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to, oh, you're paying a lot of money weekly for, you have to play them. But you said it, Moose. He did, he, 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 stopped, he said, right, Emil Smith-Rowe, come in. Yeah. You know, I'm bringing you in. Martinelli, come in, do it. The creativity now from the midfield to Emil Smith Rowe, like when, like the, the second goal. Oh God, honestly, it's beautiful. The, oh so my goodness! The yeah. Link now, it's happening. You can see that. You can see the confidence in the back now. There's confidence in the midfield, and now look at Lacazette. All of a sudden, the guy has got somebody to work off of. Somebody to he can drop deep, and people are going beyond him. I wonder if that's the first time that Meza Ersel thought to himself, uh, "This is this is actually someone else's team now." Mm. Like, I wonder because mm. I think, you know, Ozil, you know, we joke about him being on Twitter and everything. I don't know if he'd fully abandoned hope of running Arsenal's attack again, just for a few more months, just to prove he still had it. But looking yeah. at this thing now, you're There's like- There's no way he was looking at us when we couldn't create thinking, they're going to have to call me at some stage. Whereas now, I don't think he can feel that because it's reconfigured because now the goal, the second goal that Arsenal scored is the most important goal they've scored this year. It's more important than- play it around at the back, play out from the back, spring the trap, counterattack, because this was a deep-lying defence in the snow against a team that knows what you like doing, against a manager who knows what Arsenal historically like doing. Mm-hmm. It was set up for that not to happen. And I've said this, I said this to Ryan before, that pass that Smith-Rowe hits around the corner, yeah. the give and go, I was like, yeah. that is so old school. And even with the socks yeah. that, it's like watching the 1980, early 1980s. Yeah. It's like yeah. Liam Brady or something, isn't it? It's like Liam yeah. Brady. Well, the player is not moving fast because the player knows what's already going to happen later. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, yeah, but what was good about it, I was in the, um, the match of the day office. Yeah. And it's one of those where you, you say, that's Arsenal. That yes. is the Arsenal way. That's how they play football. Because when it came from the side there, when Emil Smith-Rowe plays that into Saka, who then lays it into Laka, it's and unreal. then Emil Smith-Rowe keeps the run going. Oh it's like, we, it's like, when you know a team is playing well, it's like it's when you walk the ball into the net. Yeah. When you've the yeah. elite movement. And listen, like you said, there's big, big Sam would have been delighted to be playing Arsenal because that's what he wants. He wants to stifle. He wants to stop them doing this stuff. He wants to play deep. He wants to have a physical kind of vibe about him where he stops them playing. It literally didn't bother them at all. Not at and all. What, what, what it's done is that you look at Laka maybe a month ago even two months ago, and look at um, some of the negativity that was being poured on him of how he's playing. Lacazette needs that link. He needs Ozil. He needs Emil Smith-Rowe. He needs to be able to drop off and link. Look at his pass to to go into Emil Smith-Rowe that then goes into Saka and the way he's playing. You know what I mean? Even when he he linked for for his his second goal, when he he got it in in the box there at the end there, Ball goes out to Tierney, goes in the box, off his knee in there. He was arriving. Crash the box, he, exactly. Exactly. And the same he was with arriving with intent. And it's one thing to arrive. Yeah. It's one thing to arrive in the box, but it's nothing to crash the box. And there's a way that a player arrives in the box. There's an example I always use. That amazing um, Van Persie volley against Charlton. Yes, man. God. And amazing description. I can't remember the journalist who used the description. Van Persie came to the box like a man arriving late for work. 
Yeah, just get in here. Right, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. He, Lacazette came into that box like he wanted something and expected something. Mm. It's a very different type of movement. And the thing that's exciting for Arsenal now, as well as, you know, the Thomas Partey still to come oh back. Oh my gosh, is you see? That's frightening because when he fits into the team naturally, mm. right, that, the Arsenal team now has got fluidity in attack. Mm. They can break you down on the break. They can break you down when you sit deep. Mm. You add Partey to that equation and add his creativity yeah. and the defensive strength. Because you look... You could have okay. looked at you. You could have looked at Partey like three weeks ago, and he must have been thinking, "Uh oh, what's that, what's yeah. going on here, man?" I said, just seeing him, just seeing him in training the other day, just seeing the pictures, Stuart taking the pictures of him, him in training, and and the play, the guy's playing well now. It must be brilliant to go into training at the moment. Someone like Emil Smith Rowe, you know, somebody who you know he's 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 had his injuries, he's gone on loan, he's done his stuff. He's for me, Emil Smith Rowe as. Pay, he's, he's, he's paid his, his dues out yeah. there, waiting for his chance. He's paid his dues. And I think that what Mikel has done now, the timing of which, in, in which he's done it as well, is absolutely perfect. Because I think if Emil Smith-Rowe doesn't get into this team at this stage, Musa, right. and they carry on doing what they're doing and persisting with people who are not performing at the levels they should, whether it's Willian or Pepe, I think you lose him. You lose him. And, you know, so. especially with January yeah. coming, he's yeah. starting to think of what, and then we, we've got a, a, a surge in Aberdeen. Look, look what happens to hudson Adoy. That's Absolutely. a horrifying situation. hudson Adoy oh staying, staying at Chelsea, you're not going anywhere. And then, oh, we're not, gonna, we're not actually going to play you. And when you've got yeah. Bayern Munich coming in for you and Smith Rowe will look at that and be like, I don't want to, that to happen again. I don't know. And again, because clubs overseas tend to sometimes realise what the UK has before the UK itself realises what it's got there'll be some discreet inquiries about Smith-Rowe from some surprising Without clubs. Yeah. Without a doubt. With a, with a couple of players, Martinelli and, yeah. and, and, and Emil Smith-Rowe, then they've energised Lacquer. We've yeah. seen what Saka's doing. Tierney's amazing. Future captain, you could see. Rob Holding. You know, Mari looks okay. Still, he's going to be tested at some stage. We'll see that. Um, even Xhaka and El Nenny or in the middle there, just the energy to get yeah. the ball it just seems now that everybody's risen up a little bit and people say, yeah, but who have you beaten? Well, we beat a Chelsea side that people were thinking, oh, we're going to get hammered. And you beat but West then, Brom. And we like beat West Brom. Team beats West Brom. No, it wasn't that you beat them, it's how you beat them. Exactly. You Remember West Brom drew with City. You obliterated with City. I know. People don't want to, you know what it is? Let's be honest with you. People don't want to give it to Arsenal. No. They were, they were reveling in the way we, in, in, the, of in, course, the, in the fact that we were down there. Now, you start to see Arteta's plan coming together. If they get Brandt from Dortmund, mm, oh that's gosh, a game changer. Yes. Brandt and Partey in the middle of that field, feeding those players ahead of them is scary mm. because then you have Martinelli. Martinelli, the great thing about him and the danger from Ketia is, and Ketia might think I could be the backup nine, but mm. Martinelli can be the backup nine and the backup wide forward and, like Aubameyang. He can play. Aubameyang. So Aubameyang then, we haven't even discussed him yet. He has no. the pressure. He has the pressure off him, and he starts getting a high quality of chance. Moose, it's, it's just like we we started a conversation with how your team and how your club make you feel. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going into 2020 <laughs> simply off of the back of Arsenal winning those games and just being out of that part of the league. Just you know, the sun's shining, is smiling now for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Simply yeah, because you know, I believe that the players are now starting to feel like they're energised and ready to go. And I'm pleased for Mikel. 
because yeah. he never, ever gave up on the fact that he knew what he was trying to do. But then it comes down to players performing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Talking about players performing, we have to go into the players who've had great Decembers, Moose. Yes. You know, and it's, it's funny because like, there's, I've got a couple of names, but like, I've got some tweets, man. Yeah, yeah, let me give some people some love because we're getting so, getting so much love as well. Thank you very much for everybody who's listening to Righty's House, sending these in and, and saying that they like listening to us on here. Really appreciate it. Everybody does. Um, Richard, Richard Laycock at Rick Laycock, he says, Ben Me, clean sheets. Yeah, yeah. You know, a goal, major part in Bernie's upturn in form. And the, the thing with Ben Me is what I like about him is he went up in my estimation with that interview after the, all the racism stuff. Yeah, he you know was I mean? amazing. He went to I was, he was incredible. Statesman. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ambassador. Richard E. Jones, 76, says, RV Barnes has added goals to his games on a more consistent basis and a constant threat with his pace and direct running. You're right. You're right, Richard. He, he has. Canseo's got to get a mention. Because Mark Somerset, Mark 11S, says Canseo creating more chances than pretty much any other fullback. Huge sign. Uh, Andy Carlisle, 10. He says, Kieran Tierney, did all right this December. Um, thought he yeah. <laughs> really drove Arsenal forward. Annie Flock, Neef Ekpadum. Oh yeah. Oh, Neef, one of you the best Shout out to Neef. This, oh my goodness. Neef, one of the best writers doing Perfect. his thing. And anyway. you know what? Yeah. This is one of the best. And last night's game as well kind of reiterates this. Um, Car- um, Carl Walker-Peters, extremely consistent, balanced in both defence and attack, supremely confident on the ball, excellently coached by Ralph, should be going to the Euros. I found it a surprise that Tottenham let him go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. With all due respect to Sergio Rea, he seems to have found a little bit of something under, under Mourinho. But as a footballer and what Carl Walker-Peters was doing, it's like, I, I thought, well, hang on, he's, he's doing everything. He's getting forward. He's defending very well. Played brilliantly against Mane. It's almost like Tariq Lamptey. I'm saying... Yes, yes. But maybe the, quite, play, I think the player pushed... The player pushed, you know? I think, because you think about the player, those are smart guys like Lamptey and Walker-Peters. It's almost like, where will my game develop? Mm. You look at the Hudson-Odoi situation, right? Yes. Lamptey is not looking at Hudson-Odoi with any kind of envy, mm. any kind of envy, because he's got no. the regular games and now look yeah. at his market value. Mm. Jack Weston. Jack Weston, it says James Wicks. One, two, three, four, five, six. He says, Kufal at West Ham's been brilliant. Oh my goodness, yeah. West Ham scoring mostly every week. He's been brilliant. West Ham in general, to be honest. You know West what I mean? in general. Thanks for all those, but like, who, who would I say? I think El Ghazi. El Ghazi's been bossing it. Yeah, and he had, a, he had a big turnaround in form because a lot of players, yeah. a lot of uh, fans were on his back. On his back, weren't they? And you think to yourself, yeah. you know what's really nice about that, Musa, and it's nice for people to see. You don't realise when fans are on your back like that, when yeah. you are trying your best, it's the same thing, the same sympathy I have for injured players. No one gets injured on purpose and no. people blame players for getting injured. We've seen it with going far back as, as Darren Anderton, as, as, as like even Jack Wilshere gets it, to Sturridge, people yeah. getting the sickness, people say, you, you're not injured on purpose. It's like playing poorly. You're not playing poorly on purpose, but when your confidence is shook because you're trying to do the right things, but then people are giving you stick, then you feel, you feel nervous about, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and taking a chance and missing and people, but it's very difficult to come out of that fucking rut. It's so tough. Somebody who's been hammered and somebody that I've always wanted to do well because he wants to play football how, when you was younger, whether you're a defender, midfielder, forward, when you, he played football trying to get forward, trying to do positive things. John Stones. Yeah. Absolutely delighted that he's found his form to the point where Emmerich Laporte can't get in the side simply because of how well he's playing. 
Diaz as well. Ruben Diaz is playing well, but I would like and I would, I'd hope and love in saying like, I would love John Stones to continue with this stable form yeah. where he's still getting on the ball, still, if he, if he can wriggle out of danger and then pass forward yeah. and be the player that everybody thought he was going to be because he's been under pressure from day one. He's come in now. He seems to be having a lovely kind of renaissance and long may that continue for him. Doesn't hurt Not- that Rodri is also looking himself as well. Yes. Yeah, Rodri, because, you know, because it's very difficult playing centre-back for Man City and defensive mid for Man City because you see how isolated they are. When you play this high line, and it's, it's like why, it's why there are so few Van Dykes on the market. It's why Van mm. Dyke costs 80 million because the specific skill set to be as gifted as 90%, like, you know, Van Dyke has probably got the technique as good as 90% of centre forwards, right? Yeah, yeah. And the passing range of most midfielders, the anticipation, the recovery, like the skills, you need to have like, you know, mm. two or three elite skill sets, Ace. which is why John Stones is so expensive. Mm. And it's also when they get exposed, it looks so bad because, you know, he's covering. What like you know like you know like here's a better example. Mm. You know, look at the atlas, right, of the world. The mm. Pacific Ocean is actually huge. Com- mm. The gap that he has to cover, he's covering an ocean of ground, and right. everyone else is covering like a river here and a lake there. Yeah. yeah. So John, John Stones' mistakes have been magnified, mm-hmm. and I think we yeah. almost at some point we need to have a kind of conversation about the art of defending, of modern defending, and the space that like the elite centre-back has to cover today because it's much yes. bigger. It's much bigger it's a, than it was yeah, in the It's a lot more. It's a lot more. Yeah. You know who I'm going to give some love to for December's performances is, um, is Andre Frank Zambo Aguisa at Fulham. Yes. And the yes. thing is, I think he was out on loan last season. But mm. like in the games I've seen, even from the start of the season where when Arsenal really gave them a chasing, right. he'd done a couple of things in the game where you think, wow, he's, that's pretty good. And then you've seen him recently with the upsurge in Fulham's form. He has been one of the main catalysts for that. And the thing is, it's, it, people like that have got to get a mention, Aguisa, simply because he's, he's, he's not unbelievably skillful, but what he does, it's so efficient and so good. What he does when he does a move and then he pl- plays it off. He's defensive. I, I want to Honestly. mention Jack Harrison at Leeds. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know why I mentioned Jack Harrison? Because watching him, I think it was when they destroyed West Brom in December. He scored the final goal. I remember thinking that is so fitting because you basically fed everyone else first. Mm. Like everyone, he created for everyone else and scored that beautiful late goal. And it was almost like- And add what was left at the end of the table. Yeah, on yeah. The table. He, it was almost like that's the way he plays. He, he, it's team first with him and he's so creative. Um, he's been the very best of, um, of Leeds this year. Mm. And, you know, if and when they stay up, and I think they'll stay up, it'll be yes. in large part due to his creativity. He's been outstanding mm. for them. Bruno Fernandes, man. Oh my goodness. Bruno Fernandes may, may easily have the biggest impact I've seen of any player that's signed for any team in a short space of time on a club of that size. The reason why Man United for me are where they are is purely for me down to Bruno Fernandes and what he brings to that team. Because the way he plays, and you know what I love about him it is that when you watch him, you can see he's already had a look and then the ball comes into him and he just flicks it off and it's into space and someone's running into oceans of space because people are trying to get close to him. And when they think, oh, he might lick, take a touch, bam, he just does that little cute touch, bam, someone's away. And we saw it more than, against Leeds, it was a masterclass in his yeah. movement and his touch. 
his movement is yeah. oh dragged people all over the place dragged dragged Calvin Phillips all over the place couldn't it was it was a beautiful thing to watch he has had one of the biggest impacts I've seen anyone have in the Premier League as not a striker you know you look yeah. at most yeah. most Salahs how most Salah blasted at all strike it's normally strikers have that kind of like a Cantona yeah like a Cantona yeah. player yeah but yeah, like yeah. he's a midfielder that you're thinking to yourself when you look at him it's very slight. There's hardly anything of him. I remember seeing yeah. him score the goal against Everton, the header, where he arrived in the box. He finished it. It was a Shearer-like header. Yeah. The, way, the timing and the way he headed that in the goal. And it's like, he got himself in that situation, Musa, and he just finished like, bam, that's done. And he's like always trying things. He's always, always like, he's on those kids you see around the corner, like playing basketball. You go past, he's always got a new trick shot he's working on. Yes. And he, yes. oh, like, and he, like, why is he bothering using that? Like, it's not going in. And then you see him playing a game and it's all coming off. He's a great one to watch. You know, I'm going to mention quickly is the Southampton's goalkeeper, Alex McCarthy. And right, he didn't yeah. play. Yeah. It, again, another player. You look at Southampton and what they're doing. Ward Prowse, got to get a mention for me. I think he's amazing. Danny Ings. But now you know, those players. Yeah. Can I just say, there's something about watching Theo Walcott looking sharp and playing well that kind of makes me smile a little bit. Just seems to have worked it out. He just looks so comfortable at Southampton. Really happy, I'm just, yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, really pleased for him. I was gutted when he scored against Arsenal, but I was really pleased for him. I don't, I don't mind finishing on that, on that, you know, because I'm quite happy for Theo because there was something about him when he was younger that made me feel very, like, warm towards him. Like, you want to hug him. You're going to be okay. It's okay, Theo. Listen, Moose, it's time to, it's time to leave. My pleasure. I'm going to have to, can I say on the top what you're wearing? I really wish I got the red one. Listen, Drip Van really Winkle. <laughs> drip Van Winkle. <laughs> drip. Listen, Drip. Thanks for coming. I My really pleasure. appreciate it, Moose. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Time. Yeah, absolutely. I think New Year's going to be great. It's going to be great, everybody. I can't wait. God bless you, Moose. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much to Musa Akwanga. We'll be back next week with more Writers House on Ringer FC. Have a great time until then, and I'll see you then. <laughs>